Let us close the eyes for a moment. Remembering God, remembering all the masters of Kriya Yoga lineage, remembering all the saints and sages. We will pray. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Obhunaktu Saviryam Karavavahe Tejasvinavadhitamastumavidvishavahe Om Shantihi 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 I bow to omnipresent formless divinity. I bow to all the saints and sages of all times and places. Humbly, I bow to masters of Kriya Yoga lineage. I especially bow to Paramhansa Yoganandaji. And I bow to divinity in each one of you. Good morning and welcome to our Sunday satsang. Today's topic is Who is a Yogi? We are thankful to Paramahansa Yoganandaji who came 100 years ago to the West and he brought this beautiful scientific technique of Kriya Yoga to the Western world. And now we are practicing the sacred technique of Kriya Yoga. We call ourselves as Yogi. We call with proud that we are Kriya Yogi. But who is a real Yogi? When we think about it, who is a yogi? So in Bhagavad Gita, 6th chapter, 46th verse, Lord Krishna is explaining Arjuna, explaining to Arjuna, Tapasvibhyodhiko yogi jnanibhyopi matodhikaha Karmibhyashchadhiko yogi, tasmat yogi bhavarjuna. Lord is telling that a yogi is superior to tapasvi. Tapasvi, who is doing tapa or penance or who is ascetic. Yogi is also superior to jnani. Jnani means person of knowledge. And even Yogi is superior to karmi. Karmi means one who is follower of karma yoga or who is performing fire ceremony or other ritualistic performance. So therefore, O Arjuna, you must strive to become a yogi. It is a very important verse because before this chapter, Lord Krishna has explained about karma yoga, about jnana yoga, and so on. So all different paths and their conditions 
he has already explained to arjuna and now he is telling arjuna that comparatively who is superior he says a yogi is superior now you might be thinking that why lord is telling yogi is superior truly speaking all paths lead to same goal some paths are slow some are medium speed and some are instant or very quick path gurudev used to say that kriya yoga is the quickest surest simplest path of self realization so why lord is telling he is telling that arjuna i told you about gyana yoga about different kinds of penance about the karma yoga selfless service but ultimately a yogi superior one who is following path of yoga normally we think that anybody who is practicing yoga is a yogi but yogi means one who is always in union with god when we are in sleep we don't perform any austerity penance or any ritualistic right or we do not do any volunteer action we are in deep sleep state we don't remember even any scripture at that state but if you observe your breath is still going on so in deep sleep state which is almost like a meditative state only difference is that in deep sleep we are not conscious of this state but in deep meditation we are fully conscious of this blissful state so in that state you are neither a karma yogi because you are not performing any action you are not gyana yogi because all learnings that disappear you are just there also you are not performing any ritual so you are beyond that and that's the reason he says that yogi is superior so path of yoga is superior although all are kriya yoga techniques or gyana yoga karma yoga bhakti yoga all are yoga but kriya yoga is the integration however so lord is telling arjuna you should be a yogi and yogi is superior to all because if you want to be a yogi then don't forget your breath since breath is continuously moving in and out in and out whether we are sleeping we are in deep sleep we are wakeful or we are dreaming in the background our breath is constantly moving even in unconscious state you won't remember any scripture you are not uh, in gyana yoga sthiti you are not in karma yoga sthiti but you are still a yogi through your breath because it is moving without your knowledge so if you remain conscious of breath then you are a yogi with this verse i was very happy that i was already practicing yoga from my school time then one day my spiritual mentor he told me if you want to become a yogi then first you should become upayogi now upayogi it has two meanings it's a play of uh, words in hindi language yogi and upayogi one meaning yogi we all know that who is practicing yoga in general 
upayogi upa means sub like you have um, engineer then you have assistant engineer or sub engineer so yogi and assistant yogi means a trainee second meaning of this word upayogi upayogi means useful useful to others so what is the meaning if you want to be a yogi then first you should be useful to others you serve others unconditionally love others unconditionally then you will be useful to others if you, we all are living in society and if we are not useful to the society we are living a selfish life we are not upayogi we are not useful to others and if we are not upayogi we cannot think of becoming a yogi which is the next step so it's a practical teaching like if you want to be a yogi be useful serve others later on i learned another thing guruji told when i joined ashram i learned guruji was saying about the bhagavad gita in a bengali saying yogi tahi janiye yo gita hi janiye it's a play of word again yogi tahi janiye then if you split the same word yo gita hi janiye the simple meaning is no that person is a yogi who understands bhagavad gita so you should read bhagavad gita understand it and apply those teachings of bhagavad gita in your daily life then you can say that you are a yogi in yoga vasistha there is explanation of this word who is yogi yoga vasistha fifth book 13th chapter 43rd verse it speaks about the definition raga dvesha vinirmukta sama loshtashma kanchanah yukta ittyate yogi tyakta sansara vasanah so few conditions are there that if you want to be yogi you have to qualify so these are the qualifications raga dvesha vinirmukta be free from vinirmukta means completely mukta means free and here there is suffix vi ni means completely free from likes and dislikes sama loshta ashma kanchana maintain the attitude of equanimity in loshta means clay or ashma stone kanchana gold so in gold and all rubbish if you keep the same attitude yukta ityuchyate yogi he is joined with his joy in his yoga tyakta sansara vasana and be detached from all worldly desires then you are a yogi it is further next verse in yoga vasistha also speaks he enjoys the fruits of his own acts and minds not what he wastes or gives or gives away he has the evenness of his mind in every condition and is unaltered by pain or pleasure prosperity and adversity good and evil of any kind so yat karoti yat bhute yat dadati nihanti yat tatra muktadhi yastasya samata sukha dukha yoho so these are the conditions for a yogi 
if you look at bhagavad gita i'm coming back to bhagavad gita very similar verses are mentioned in bhagavad gita about the qualification of a yogi it is in 14th chapter verse number 24 and 25 sama sukha dukha swasthaha samaloshtashma kanchanaha tulya priya priyo dhiraha tulya nindatma sanstutihi manapamanayo tulya tulyo mitrari pakshayo sarvaramba parityagi gunatita sa uchyate what are the qualifications lord krishna is telling those who are alike in happiness and distress who are established in the self swastha swastha means healthy but swastha swastha means to stay established and swa means own self one who is established in his own self he who look upon those who look upon a clod a stone and a piece of gold as of equal value sama loshta ashma kanchana three things who remains the same amidst the pleasant and unpleasant event events who are intelligent dhira who accepts both blame and praise with equanimity who remains the who remain same in honor and dishonor who treat both friend and foe alike and who have abandoned all enterprises they are said to have risen above the three gunas or three qualities of nature they are yogis so lot of qualifications are there sama sukha dukha swastha sama loshta ashma kanchanaha we'll discuss little bit more loshta ashma kanchana means a person who is yogi does not differentiate between gold or stone for him dust and gold both are same so uh, ramakrishna paramhans used to tell a story once there was a couple going for a pilgrimage both husband and wife both were very sincere devotees of god and they lived very simple life as they were walking the husband who was little ahead spotted a piece of gold you can say gold coin which was lying in the dust so he looked back as he at his wife who was walking a little behind him then he thought if my wife looks at this gold coin maybe she will get a little attachment or she may be tempted and want to keep it it is natural human tendency that if you see something valuable you want to grab it so fearing it that his wife might be tempted husband quickly tried to cover up the gold coin with soil from a distance his wife was watching this strange behavior so when they reached a place to rest and eat she asked my dear husband 
what were you doing back there? Husband said, nothing. No, no, no. She insisted, you were doing something. Please tell me what it was. So afraid of hurting her feelings by telling her the truth, he meekly said that really it was nothing. But wife told, tell me. You all have this experience that if you want to hide something, your wife surely will tell. No, no, tell me right now. I want to know. And it is right. So tell me, she demanded. The husband said, you will not be unhappy? And she said, of course, I will not be unhappy. So the husband told that he was hiding gold coin to keep her from becoming tempted. As he looked at his wife, he saw that she was unable to keep her promise. Streams of tears were flowing down her cheeks. Because he thought that my wife is not happy and we lost gold coin. So she is crying. Now husband is asking, why do you cry? Here is the reply from the intelligent mother. Wife said, oh my husband, we have lived together for so many years. But now I realize that you don't know me. Here I will tell you that even when people live together, 60 years, 50 years, I have seen, they really don't know each other. Knowing each other means to know completely. It's not, it's very rare. So, the wife telling, wife is telling, I realize that you don't know me, but even more disturbing than that, until now, you still see a difference between gold and dust. Again, contemplate on this sentence. You, until now, you still see difference between gold and dust. Is gold also not dust? If you think, think deeply, both are same for a yogi. So why do you cover up dust with dust? See, in the view of husband, still there was gold and dust. But in the view of wife, both were dust. She was more intelligent, more learned, knowledgeable. The message of this story, think of the attitude of generosity and non-attachment of this woman. She is saying gold is also dust. It is only by cultivating this type of attitude that we can be free of insatiable craving for more and more wealth. Fear and hope bring desire to have more and to hoard, collect more. What is your goal in life? Good food, a nice bed, good clothes, thousands of Facebook friends. Birds do not sow seeds and don't store it for tomorrow. Who is providing food for them? So to live a dedicated and strict spiritual lifestyle, we need to analyze ourselves.
Do we live a simple life? Whatever we have, let it be moderate, not too much. Then one can realize that things no longer have any use and the attitude of possession disappears. That's why Lord is teaching here, Sama Loshta Ashma Kanchana. You treat every object of this world same. So there is no distinction, there is no desire to possess. There is no desire to hold more and more. And there will be no temptation. Objects of pain are away from you, but their memory gives you pain. So it is called, uh, Lord is telling, Raga Dvesha Vinir Mukta. So Raga and Dvesha, these two forces are overpowering our mind, I would say our life. Because we always live in, the, in between these two. Either we like something or we completely dislike something. We like some object, we don't like some object. We like some people very much and we dislike some people very much. And so long as there is this uh, difference of like and dislike in our life, we cannot become free from our slavery of mind. And we cannot become a yogi. That's why Lord is telling, maintain equanimity, this attitude of evenness. So no, for a yogi, it is must. Then there should be no likes or dislikes. Whatever is there, it is all will of God. Can we practice that? And remember, when we say this Raga Dvesha, objects of pain, because you, what happens that if we dislike some object, some person, naturally we feel pain. Because if we are hurt, we are painful. It, it gives pain. So objects of pain are away from you, but still the memory of those objects give you pain. It happens. Sometimes you don't like a person and the person is not a physically present with you, but still the memory of that person brings pain in you. So, there is dislike, dvesha. And if you are attached too much to somebody, even the person or object is not with you, but the memory of that object also troubles you. You feel joy, you become pleasure. So, be even in case of pleasure or pain. And for that, don't keep any like or any dislike. Whatever comes, comes. Have you ever realized that Raga Dvesha, this likes and dislike, is the real cause of all diseases? We call them, there are two types of diseases we call, Adhi and Vyadhi. Adhi means mental disease and Vyadhi means physical disease. But both have somewhere root in our like or dislike. We don't know, but how this body and mind are connected and they affect each other. And this is the problem of like and dislike. So we call it Ragavratti or Dveshavratti. So destroying the current of dislike will give you happiness. This is general rule. So Vyadhi is origin. Adhi, when I said Adhi, Adhi is the mental disease. Means it is originated by conflicts of mind and adhi or you can say vyadhi. Vyadhi is the 
physical disease like injury infection toxins in the body they are non stress related however this raga and dvesha these two affect us a lot so how to be free we discussed today this this verse because if you go on it will take long time to explain this but just take some good points from this verse raga devesha vinirmuktah so who is a yogi what are the qualifications to become a yogi first is let us be free from likes and dislikes second thing we should be established in the self means self confidence and anyone suppose we follow some principles some disciplines we have started and when we are established in the self we will not be deviated from that no matter what people say or what they feel but if it is a good principle we have to stick to that it happens when you are established in the self at the beginning stage and established in the self as a higher meaning is means to remain in always god consciousness third is that equanimity in all objects of the world whether it is pleasure or pain favorable or unfavorable whether it is blame or praise honor or dishonor whether it is related to friends or enemies in all these things means all pairs of opposites if we can maintain equanimity samata then we are a yogi a yogi is patient steadfast and a yogi also renounces all initiatives of action means it doesn't mean that you should become inactive renouncing all the initiative means do not make any sankalp don't desire that i will do though i will do something this is called sankalp i will do something so a yogi does not think whatever god has given opportunity he is happy with that he is doing all his duty but not desiring not willing to start something because once you think of doing something new entrepreneurship then you create a chain of karma again and you are bound more and more into this world so they are free from sankalp and vikalp both sankalp to have a desire or a promise or pledge that i will do something he remains whatever condition and vikalp alternative so he is free from alternative a yogi is free from influence of the qualities of nature remember mind has three qualities sattvic rajasic tamasic mind remains in one of these you can say that mind is predominant with one of these three qualities sometimes mind is peaceful it is in sattvic state sometimes angry it is in rajasic state so it is a mixture but a yogi to constant practice becomes free from influence of the qualities of nature so he remains completely calm even not affected by any stimuli from outside so these are six points from these two verses of bhagavad gita we will not discuss in detail today because it's a short satsang but contemplate on these points if you want to be a yogi then you have to follow these points lord is telling tasmat yogi bhavarjuna therefore arjuna become a yogi but be a yogi not at the time of your meditation 
be a yogi in your thought words and actions so all three you have to combine together means guruji says your head your heart and your hands they should be in harmony and that is the quality of yogi so remember god in every breath guruji always reminds remember god in every breath because in every breath when you are united with god then you are a yogi otherwise when you forget you are not a yogi so yogi remains in constant god consciousness through every breath so let us try to become a yogi sometimes we are karma yogi we follow path of action selfless service sometimes we read scriptures contemplate we are gyana yogi but with those also remember god in every breath don't forget it then you remain as a yogi gurudev used to say constant liberation how can we get that constant liberation when every breath we have this attitude it's not me it's divinity it is god then we are in constant liberation state however so i'm happy to talk to you today this is tasmat yogi bhavarjuna arjuna try to become a good yogi so be united in every breath with god in every action with god i am praying for all of you now it's time for our meditation wherever you are sitting just keep your spine straight close the eyes just feel relaxed keep your concentration in between the eyebrows eye of wisdom नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो ओ एयर यू आर डायरेक्ट परसेप्टिबल डिविनिटी आई बाउ टू यू जेंटली बिकम अवेयर ऑफ द स्पेस अराउंड यू you are withdrawing yourself your mind and senses now 
become aware of your own body in between the eyebrows Now take your attention to the breath. How is your breath? Become aware of your every single breath. Now observe incoming flow and outgoing flow of your breath from the nostrils up to the lungs you may feel gentle friction in the esophagus This gross breath slowly becomes more subtle. Just watch. Movement of breath in and out. You are just inside the spine. Breath awareness makes your breath more rhythmic. Take a slow, long, deep inhalation. Hold the breath, bend forward and bow. 
mentally offer your love to God and the masters. Exhale, come to normal breath. Bowing is the act of surrender. Nothing belongs to me, O oh God. I am yours. I am your child. Please inhale, long, deep. Holding the breath, gently sit upright. Exhale, breathe normally. The whole spine is magnetized. You're still in the soul center, in between the eyebrows. Let us practice some deep breathing technique. From top of the head to bottom of the spine, there is a passage As your breath has become more subtle, so just move your consciousness with the breath in this royal path, Sushumna. From bottom, try to inhale. Feel love. Exhale. Back to bottom. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love, exhale, peace, inhale, peace, exhale, love, inhale, peace, exhale, Love, inhale, love, 
Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Inhale. Love. Exhale. Peace. Normal breath. The breath is more feeble, slow, and very subtle. Body is completely still. Mind is calm. Do not think of breath now. Just remain in the third eye. In this silent, blissful state, meditate.
you are in absolute silence. One with divine. Tasmat Yogi Bhava Arjuna. Always remain united with divine. Let us be a true yogi. Remain in third eye, feeling this peace and blissful state within, let it manifest around us and in the entire creation with deepest love. Let us pray to God. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Akashche Dukkha Bhagpavet Om Shanti 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 Let all become happy and healthy loving, noble, and compassionate. Let there be no sorrow or suffering. Let there be more love, peace, and harmony among us and everywhere. May the blessings of God and the Masters, blessings of Paramahansa Yoganandaji be upon us all. Oh, Amen. Gently open the eyes. Thank you very much for joining today in this Sunday discourse. Let us be a yogi in our thought, words, actions, in every breath. Thank you all. Hope to see you again next time.